0: Aren't happy they cry then we get to the toddler phase and it's all about no and then they move on to saying it's not fair because when you think about it actually sometimes life isn't fair
1: of course trouble does boil up now and then living in a community isn't easy going all the time for some children it's uphill work to learn to share toys and take turns But the social training in the infant room will help them more than any rules imposed on them by the grown-ups. Fast forward to
0: this century and parents report that bullying is unfortunately alive and well
1: and the scene in the classroom is a bit more fraught. It kind of all came to a bit of a head when he was beaten up in class before the teacher got there.
2: She was like a beacon for those other kids. They could just sense a weakness. They always know the kid that, yeah, we know your soft spot. If we do this or we do that we can bring you down a peak or two. And that's basically what she had. Like, her entire school life was, dare I say it, really bitchy girls who just wanted to bring her down.
0: And for parents, bullying is just one of those words. It's a real trigger. It's basically the word you never want to hear.
3: It just feels intolerable to have your child coming home and talking about being excluded. And and we want our children to have a a positive experience of school and to be socially accepted and, and, you know, to be happy. So this is our clinical psychologist, Catherine Gallagher. So when our child is coming home and telling us this stuff, really hard not to take seriously. And, of course, you need to take it seriously. You need to triangulate the information, find out from school.
0: But she cautions that bullying is not a unitary concept. In other words, it comes in all shapes and sizes. So when we hear about bullying from our children, what we conjure up in our minds may not be what's happening. There's a lot of different types of difficult social interactions. Some of it borders on,
3: actually, abuse. And I would never say a child has to tolerate that, and that absolutely has to be stamped out. So if kids are getting physical, if there is um, emotional abusive behaviour, not okay. But then if every once in a while, if children make comments or, you know, you're not always picked for a game, then that's a slightly different scenario. Yes, it might be upsetting, but what are you going to put your finger on? Stop being mean to my child? Now, as a parent, of course you're going to want to say that, but we don't have a lot of influence what happens in in, in those lower-level elements of the playground. So if we're thinking about bigger life skills, I'd like to be able to say your child's going to go into workplaces where there's no bitchiness. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So part of this is around saying how do we upskill and empower our kids to work out is this actually something that seriously needs to have something done about it or is this just a silly, I don't know what word I can use on the radio (laughs) cow, whatever, is this just a kid who, they're not a good friend you know it's about deciding that maybe that's not the best friend for me and, and actually there might be some other friendships or some other things I can do with my time even a bit of space might make a difference and those are all things that that child has some control over
0: so what sort of bullying are we talking about? Well, back in 1977, the parents of young children were mainly concerned about the physical stuff. How
2: do you help the under threes to cope with this big bad world when someone does take a swing at
3: him?
1: The main thing is to communicate with your child and really
3: listen to him and, uh, mm-hmm. so that the kid can explain how desperately sad he feels when this big bully comes up.
0: And parents report those kind of standover
1: tactics are still happening. You're kind of classic threesome group of bullies. You know, you get the lead who definitely sets the pace and then you get the followers that do it because their mate's cool and he's doing it and so it must be cool. At first, these bullies targeted everyone
0: until this woman's son became their particular focus by standing up to them big
1: scratch on his face and his jacket was all torn and, and you know, bruises and stuff. So I took photos of all that, I wrote down everything that he'd said, you know, when did you start feeling it was becoming more personal, how is this making you feel and not, you know, him understandably not really wanting to go to school and not wanting to have to deal with it anymore.
0: This mother took her evidence to the school. She threatened to go to the police if matters got worse and she was successful in shutting down the aggression. But there are other forms of bullying that operate at a subtle and more insidious level. I remember this, I hate the word popular group, but she was always so desperate to be part of that group which
2: just used to enrage me. But being accepted by them was huge to her. But that acceptance never came. You know, her 14th birthday party, I'll never forget that, where she invited this group to come and have a sleepover, and she was so excited about it. And uh, two days before the event, every single one of them sent a, oh, I i can't come. So not one of them. It was a very manipulative, bitchy, degrading, consistent bullying, where it was just constant. So it was a very... Um, Very lonely experience for her.
1: And others have seen their child end up in the same boat. Most of her birthday parties ended up in tears, normally hers, you know, because people would gang up on her. It's really hard to why and what about her personality made her someone that other people felt they could do that to. But, yeah, really heartbreaking. Really, really hard to see your child go through that. So what can a parent do
0: about this? Well, if it's serious physical violence, Catherine Gallagher says you need to intervene. The best course of action is to involve the school. Find out from the child, because you certainly
3: want to empower the child in terms of what do they want to see happen. You're not doing things behind the child's back. I mean, if the child says, don't you dare tell school, but you as a parent have decided that school needs to know, I would tell the child that's what you're doing and this is why. So the child can get as angry as anything with you, But this is part of being a parent. You're actually saying, this is not okay. I'm not going to let that kind of stuff happen to you. If school doesn't seem to take it seriously, it is about being that squeaky wheel. Until hopefully someone is is listening and this is taken seriously.
0: There are other techniques. Suddenly agreeing with an aggressor can be an effective way of wrong footing them. It's also important sometimes to stand up for yourself. It's actually finding anger
3: rather than fear.
0: Getting a bit stroppy
3: yourself. And I think, you know, turn the other cheek can be really powerful, but it's what's happening inside your mind. So if turning the other cheek means you go away thinking it's all true and I don't have any power in the situation, I'm not one for ignoring. Sometimes we've got to act. And even if acting as I am choosing to walk away, because I don't want to be around that, that's different from sliding away believing what they're saying. Yeah, so it's often the, the thoughts that are happening inside our heads that are the most profound defence or, you know, strategy for dealing with
0: this stuff. And at some level, children need to understand that some uncomfortable situations will happen and they need to have those strategies at the ready, which brings us back to that notion of life being fair or not. What you want to try and set them up for is, do you know what? Life can
3: be unfair, and if it is, what are you going to do about it? What are some things that you can do in terms of your behaviour or telling a teacher or coming home and telling me so that we can actually look at, is this a problem that we can fix? Versus if this is just some girl being mean and I go just and I'm not trying to minimise the experience that kids have, but actually do I need to be around that girl? I might want to be around that girl because she's in the popular group. But in fact, if I'm around that group of kids and I continually come away and feel miserable, I actually have to make some decisions around that. Now, mum could come in on the white stallion and say, just stop being mean to my baby. But actually, that's not how life works sometimes. Sometimes we've got to make decisions about our own safety, removing ourselves and going doing something different, taking a bit of space. Because if we grow up with the expectation that every bump
0: in the road is going to be smoothed, That's actually a concern, because life is not fair, actually. So empowering our children to be resilient and develop those skills to step away from the mean girls should also serve them well in the cyber world, where bullying has taken on a new, often anonymous guise. In my day, it was passing notes, you know, Catherine smells or something, or, you know, you look what she's
3: wearing. Nowadays it's texts, it's Facebooking, it's anonymous messages. So I think the capacity for people to say things with no comeback has increased. And so when people get to do things anonymously, they can get really mean. And that is certainly something kids should should approach parents around. And if parents need support around what to do and how to manage that, completely seek support. But social media is um, an important thing that parents need to monitor. You know, so parents should be their kids' Facebook friends. I'm sorry, kids, but it's true.
0: So that's it from us today and for this series of Are We There Yet? We're already getting some ideas rolling in for our next series and if you want to add yours to the mix, you can get in touch by emailing me at yet at radionz.co.nz and if you missed an episode, you can find them all on iTunes or go to radionz.co.nz and you'll find them on the podcast page.